Welcome to And The Nominee Is, an Oklahoma podcast with a twist. Hi, I'm Julie Clemens, and I'm your host. So here's how it works. Each guest has been nominated by a previous guest. All of the guests have a connection to Oklahoma, whether they've just visited here, they work here, or they live here. This keeps the podcast fresh, fun, and right here in Oklahoma. Now you know. guest today is originally from California, but has called Oklahoma home for some time now. He was in a popular, I'm going to use my air quotes, local band (laughs) in the 90s. He is uh, one of the best drummers uh, that I think, in in my opinion, one of the best drummers. And he is also the son of Disney royalty, Miss Annette Funicello, Jason (laughs) Gilardi. Welcome to And the Nominee Is... Hello, how are you? I am well, thank you. And how how is your wife, Lisa? And I'm sorry, I forgot what your daughter's name is. My wife, Lisa, is doing great. And my daughter, Jordan, uh, just turned 10 years old. And uh, I know, I know. That's uh, pretty crazy. And so is she one of those that she's as tall as you? You mean as short as me? <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's, uh, she, no, no, she's doing really well and just had a great week and, um, Everything's, you know, my wife has an awesome business called Adventure Avenue, and they're actually getting ready to open up a second location in Broken Arrow. Oh, what's Adventure um, Avenue? What is that? So it's a like a children's play place, like imagination type things. Kids can be different things from being at a farmer's market to a children's hospital. And oh, wow. it's just a really, so it's been open for three years now, and uh, they're getting ready to open their second location. Oh, well, we're going to have to talk about that a little bit, right? Okay. All right. Great. <laughs> So I should have just mentioned them in the intro because they're just as important right now in your life than than anything else. So, but yes. let's go back to the beginning. Let's go back to that that first sentence. You were you're from California originally, but mm-hmm. what what I don't even know this. What part of California did you grow up in? I was in, born in Los Angeles, actually the okay. San Fernando Valley. Okay. Uh, yeah, Burbank to be exact. Oh, okay. Uh, both parents being in the entertainment industry. Uh, that's, that's where we lived and had a great childhood and, and was there until about 18 years old. And then I started touring with Caroline Spine. Um, and then I officially moved to Tulsa, Oklahoma in 2000. Okay. So it was 2000. All right. Yes. I couldn't remember. So you have, was it, um, parents decided to get you a drum kit when you just ruined the pots and pans or actually <laughs> yes uh it wasn't necessarily pots and pans it was my grandma's folding chairs oh. <laughs> that were padded and her salad forks oh no so my earliest memory is about age seven and i had a kiss eight track and it was the album dynasty and i started seeing pictures of them and seeing the the giant drum set it levitating you know 30 feet in the air and uh, so I remember taking my grandma's salad forks and playing on her fold-out chairs. And at some point, probably around age eight, they said, please get him a drum set. <laughs> you know, he's ruining all of our chairs. Um, and it started from there. It was a Christmas present. I remember my first drum set was a literally a Muppets drum set. Oh, that's um, awesome. And then just grew from there. I never stopped since that age. There was never a time I took a break from drumming. Um, it was just so going on 40 years now, it's just been my life. So I have to ask you, you know, teaching, um, yoga is what I do for a living mm-hmm. now. I've done it for almost 17 years and there's wear and tear on your body. Even yes. with that, how, how has drumming that long? And I, you know, I've seen you perform 
you know, hours, how, how does that affect yes. the shoulders, the arms, the back? I mean, what do you do? Just like anything else, everybody's different. And I've been very lucky that in my twenties, uh, I just was lucky that I, it was a job and it was a fun job. I loved it, but I took care of myself. I didn't necessarily eat right, but I would, uh, just remember, Hey, we have three or four sh more shows than in the next four days. You know, I need to kind of watch what I do. And to this day, I've always had a stretching routine before I play, um, water and I'm, you know, I've never had carpal tunnel, uh, knock on wow. wood. I've never had any major injuries. When we would go on the road, we would go to like a ski town and the rest of the guys would go skiing, but I figured why take a chance? And so I <laughs> hang back at the hotel. So just trying to play it safe that way. And again, I'm, I'm very lucky that at my age now, I'm about to turn 49. I still play three hour shows with my current band, Dead Metal Society. And I'm not to say there's never a little cramping here or there, but for the right. most part, if you're just smart and take care of it, you know, and take care of yourself and like I said, water and just preparing for a show, Right. you know, I'm lucky that I'm able to do that. And I still have fun every time I get behind those drums. Oh, you are lucky. And again, uh, just so talented. So you were 18 when you, you said 18 with Caroline Spine? I was, I was 18 when I joined Caroline Spine in Los Angeles. Yes. Uh, okay. So now how did, how did that happen? Because you were also going to college, right? Did you just decide? No. Oh, you I, didn't go to college. Uh, okay. No, I graduated high school, uh, Notre Dame High School, and I, my dad was basically saying, hey, I'd like you to go to some kind of schooling. I know you want to be a drummer, but something. So I said, well, how about drum school? So in Hollywood, there's a school called the Musicians Institute, and within of that, they have- Of course there is, a, right? Of course, yes, yes. <laughs> they, and I was one of the very few that was actually from Los Angeles who, who was going there. Um, but they, I went to the Percussion Institute of Technology inside that, did that for a year. And after that, I did about a semester with my buddy at Valley, uh, Valley College to learn some studio engineering and kind of get into that. And at the time, I was working at a record store and a buddy of mine said, my sister is dating this guitarist for this new band called Caroline Spine. They're looking for a drummer. Uh, I thought you'd be perfect. And so I, I listened to the first CD, loved it. And auditioned wow and got it, and obviously the, <laughs> and the rest is history well the funny thing is they were all four years older than me so i'm this 18 year old kid i you know my drums were set up my dad's house and they i remember them walking in at the audition saying is your dad here i think we're auditioning him and i'm like no <laughs> it's actually me come on upstairs to my bedroom and see my would drums you, and you know would you like some cookies and, and milk <laughs> yeah yeah and look at all my kiss posters and let's you know <laughs> Uh, but I learned those songs and I love those songs. And the second we got done playing, they offered me the, the opportunity and I was in the band for 14 years. Gosh, that, that is fantastic. So what about your daughter? Does she have, does she have the drum bug? Is, is that something she wants to do? She has the music bug. Um, she'll get on the drums for a second and then ask me to turn on the microphone so she could sing, you know, and dance. <laughs> so definitely more of like, falling from my mom uh, and what she loved to do. But I'm just happy my daughter loves music. And if she ends up wanting to, she did a year of piano and she loves singing and, and uh, just dancing, like I said. So if she wants to pursue that one day, great, but we are in no way going to force her into that. I'm just, like I said, I'm just happy she likes music, not necessarily her dad's music <laughs> or even her dad's bands that he's been in. Would she admit uh, it if she, if she did? Uh, she'll, she'd probably say, well, there's one song I like, you know. <laughs> Uh, 
but again, she likes her Taylor Swift and she like you know, all that stuff. So right. she's a fan of music and that's, I'm very happy for that. You just said Dead Metal Society and there's another band you're in now, right? There's two bands that you perform with? Or I was for a little while. So Dead Metal okay. Society, I've been in for 14 years. We're an 80s rock tribute band. And then I was in a 90s tribute band called Amped for a little while, but okay. I'm no longer. Yeah, I decided to music-wise devote all my time to one band. And uh, I, I teach lessons. And a year ago, I opened up my own drum teaching studio. So that, those were big focuses of mine. So yeah, that's been keeping me busy. Well, let's go to the uh, the... The drum studio then, what's the name of it? Where is it? All that good stuff. So last year in August, I opened up a teaching studio called Studio G. It's uh, in West Tulsa, 51st and Union. And for 19 years before that, I was a private drum instructor at Drum World in Tulsa and had amazing experiences, got to know so many great players and teachers there. Uh, and after a while, after 19 years, I just felt it was time to kind of open up my own studio and branch out on my own um, with all the support and love from the guys at drum world. And it's, it's been great. And my, all my, you know, 99% of all my students came with me and obviously growing off that and wanting to hire more teachers uh, in the near future. And just, I have a lot of, uh, I have a lot of property to work with. So I'm just, I have time to grow and want to slowly grow it to be, you know, what it can be. But yeah, I remember like 20 years ago, Matt Donaldson, the owner of drum world, asked me if I wanted to try teaching and I laughed at him. I was like, I'm not a teacher. I really wasn't taught on the drums. Uh, I self-taught myself, but never had formal lessons until I was about 14 or 15. So he said, well, why don't you just give it a shot? I was on a break from Caroline's Spine at that point. So I <laughs> moved some drums into drum world and had a couple students and just never stopped. It grew from there. Oh, how nice. Yeah, it's just a different world when you um, when you start teaching and uh, it's so nice when you have someone, um, you know, being just an instructor, teacher, totally different thing. But when you have someone come in that is so receptive and that really wants to learn. And then I'm sure you have those that come in and just need something to hit. Right. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. And I've taught all ages from six to sixty five. Um, and that's the thing, you know, in, in the beginning of teaching, the hard thing for me was wondering, why don't all my students want to become rock stars? That was, it was like, why are you here? And then slowly I realized, okay, for some people, this is a hobby. For some people, this is just something they always wanted to try and never had time to. For some people, they want to join a band and give it a shot. So I realized as, as long as they're enjoying it and they want to show up every week for their lesson, I don't care what your end goal is. I'm going to help you get to that, whatever it is. But it took me a while to kind of understand that. <laughs> well, that's you really know? smart that you've, that you've, you know, you're mindful of, of that. And you're just kind of letting them take, uh, do their own thing when they, when they come in and try to help them reach their goals. So that's, that's absolutely wonderful. Okay. Let's, um, so I love the idea. You have your own um, studio. Now you're giving lessons. Let's get into, and I didn't, I guess I knew this. Your dad kind of got in the shadows a little bit, right? Because he had a name for himself as well. He did or didn't. His his job by trade was being more in the shadows. He was an agent and a manager. Um, so, you know, those people weren't really in the limelight, which right. he, was, he was fine with. Um, you know, my mom was the one in the limelight. But that was a big thing, too. My mom never really liked the limelight. Uh, my dad 
loved his job and was amazingly good at his job. And he just loved that lifestyle and the, you know, all the people he got to meet and trips and, and he was just really good at what he did being an agent. He did it for many, many, many years. And my mom was the opposite. She wanted to spend time with her kids and sit on the couch and watch TV and just didn't like the limelight. You know, I think that was probably a part of why they split up. Um, But again, my dad just, I, I'm so proud of the fact that he got to do something that not only he loved, but he was very good at and had an amazingly long career at it. Yeah, a lot of people don't realize who who my dad is, too, because they're so used to hearing about my mom. Right. Um, But behind the scenes, he was, you know, a very important person. Did to, he to was, us to us and other people? <laughs> <laughs> was he an agent to musicians, actors, both? I mean, more actors. Okay. Uh, so going way back, he, when he got out of the army, uh, he started doing it right away, and pretty much did it almost until the day he passed away. Um, but he had people like Charlton Heston and um, wow, uh, uh, you know, so many of the names are popping up right now. Um, a lot of everything from then sports figures that got into acting. Um, he had, uh, oh my gosh, oh, Jacqueline Smith, I remember, was always uh, from Charlie's, Charlie's Angels. Angel. Because, you know, she just was also such, all his clients were also friends of the family, and it was a very friendly thing as well growing up. So I got to know a lot of his clients. I was very privileged of, of getting to meet a lot of actors and actresses when I was young. Of course, to me, it was, wasn't as cool as getting to meet yes. rock stars. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, it, it was a cool thing. And, you know, right. you kind of see these people talking about your father and looking up to him. And that's um, awesome for a kid to see. And an adult. And, an adult, yeah. and you have to have pretty thick skin to be in that business and in that world, right? I mean, he's got to be, I, I would imagine, as an agent in Hollywood, pretty aggressive. He likes to say, he likes to say that being Italian and growing up in Chicago gave him the strength that you know he could he could take it it was okay right. it worked out for him yeah so do you feel like he was, you he have... was a small man he was a small man height wise but a big man as far as just being really good at what he did right do you feel like your personality um is a little half and half because i feel like you've got the business side clearly you've got some thick skin clearly being in the world that you're in and then just that personable side of your mother as well, because I don't know of anyone that does not like you, Jason. I mean, you're just a likable <laughs> guy, right? So I feel like you've Thank got the best you. of both worlds. Oh yeah, I mean, I think I'd lean a little more towards my mom's personality in the sense of, I just like being with family and relaxing a little bit more, but uh, definitely the doing what you love to do and working as hard as you can to do it comes from, you know, comes from both sides. But my dad's side, especially as far as what he taught me growing up, my mom was more teaching me a family is everything and uh, don't ever lose your bond with your family. And my dad was like, well, of course that, but you also want to, you know, succeed and hopefully you get to do something you love to do. So I definitely see both sides of them in me. Right. With that said, you were talking earlier about KISS and huge mm-hmm. fan you are of KISS. <laughs> and I was reading an article and and it was just it, heart, so heartwarming, so touching. And you were talking about how Kiss and Gene Simmons and all of them are are your idols, but yet they had a little connection with your mom. Is that right? After a concert one time? Yes. So I am a huge Kiss fan. Like I said, have been since I was seven years old. That's what started my path of drumming and, and rock and roll. 
Um, and my mom was always very open to listening to the music that I liked. So she knew that Kiss, what a huge part it was of my life for me. So years later in 1996, they reunited and put the makeup back on. And because of my age, I never got to see them in the seventies with makeup. I saw all the non-makeup tours, but never got to see any of the makeup ones. So we heard that and as a Kiss fan, I was just so excited. And then uh, we had the same manager, a man by the name of Doc McGee, and he was doing the reunion Kiss tour and Caroline Spine got asked, uh, at first to do open five shows for them and then another six shows after that, which dream come true. I could yeah. go on for hours about what an amazing, and they were such good, good guys to us. Um, so one of the shows we got to do was at the, uh, in Las Vegas at the MGM Grand opening for Kiss. My entire family came out uh, and my mom who suffered from MS came out and she was in her wheelchair and before we went on stage, Doc McGee, the manager, said, Kiss would like to meet your mother. And so I remember she was brought backstage and I wheeled her back and I walk into the dressing room. I'm behind her and there's all of Kiss, my idols, in their full makeup and everything, looking at my mom. They're getting teary-eyed. My mom's teary-eyed. You know, uh, they said, they said, it's a pleasure to meet you. Your son is doing a great job. His band is awesome. You know, it was just, it was an amazing experience. And then Gene Simmons actually even wrote about it in his book, uh, talked about that moment. But so then mom, we, when we did the show and I'll never forget after the show, my grandma says to me, you know, do you play to that many people every night? And it was like, which was, it was 25,000 people that night. So of course I said, yes, grandma, of course we do. Which, you know, two nights later, we literally were playing to 50 people, but you know, Hey, she wants, yeah. <laughs> whatever for grandma whatever for right grandma. but it was just i mean the ultimate of my entire family aunts uncles uh mom dad grandparents seeing me oh first of all seeing me play drums on a big stage but then the fact we were opening for kiss it was just you know time yeah. capsule moments oh absolutely and speaking of grandma speaking of family does your daughter grasp who her grandma is is it has it settled it i mean yes. i know she's only 10 but okay i don't know to what degree but we were very lucky my mom passed away exactly four months before my daughter was born so my daughter was able to meet my dad and to get to know my dad before he passed away never met my mom so little things like uh every christmas we have a tradition where we watch my mom's movie babes in toyland or we have my mom's records framed and put on the wall in my daughter's playroom um there are fans and friends of my mom's past that will send my daughter everything from some of my mom's collectible teddy bears to oh. things that they feel she should have right. you know so she definitely i mean in the first few years she didn't get it now she i don't know if she grasped how big of a star she was but she grasped what she did that people loved her and why her middle name is annette why her name is jordan annette gilardi yeah, oh. so we we live on yeah we, and she knows i mean but everyone in the family but at least because she didn't get to meet my mom pictures and movies she gets to see that for the rest of her life so right we're very thankful for that so you mentioned that um your mom had ms and um mm -hmm. you're you're involved in like the ms walk and that that sort of thing right are you involved in in other things to raise money for many for many many years uh i had a team in my mom's name for the tulsa ms walk called annette's amazing angels 
and did some great things and raised a lot of money and had a lot of fun and met some great people. Um, because of COVID and everything in the last few years, it, it just really hasn't kind of worked out like it was. Uh, but I still fully support the uh, National MS Society and um, all the work they're doing and so many others too. But that was kind of my way, especially with me living here. And at the time when I started it, uh, my mom obviously was still in Los Angeles. And my sister had started Annette's Amazing Angels for the MS Walk in Los Angeles. Oh. So I thought, well, let me start a little Tulsa chapter. Uh, and it grew from there. I think I did it 14 years in a row before COVID hit, something like that. And friends and family come out. And it's just a great day, a great, a great event. So how often do you get to see your sister? Um, you know, thank goodness for the phone and Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so actually, we're actually getting ready to head out to L.A. next week uh, to just go see my family. Haven't had a chance to go out there in a little while. So, you know, we try and stay close as we can and talk on the phone as much as we can and keep in each other's lives. So, yeah, good. Um, and then when my mom and dad were still around, any time I was on a break from the road with Caroline Spine, I'd always fly home and be with family. So, Right. Yeah. So what is, what's next for Jason Gilardi? I mean, you have your drum school, you have um, your band that you're in right mm -hmm. now. Your wife has a business going right now. You have a 10 year old daughter you're raising. What else is on your plate? Right now, I'm just trying to take it one day at a time. Like you said, everything is going really well, uh, growing the business, um, still enjoying this band Dead Metal Society that I have the honor to play with and uh, you know, we play all the songs that I grew up loving in the 80s. Um, so to play the songs that influenced me as a drummer and, you know, uh, we make a little money, we have fun, we love each other. We just have a good time every time we get on stage. So continue that as long as we can. Um, obviously, my daughter, 10 years old, getting older. So enjoying every day with that. And, you know, so happy for my wife and, and her business and excited to see what the next phase of that's going to be. Absolutely. So um, Jason, one more time, give her business a plug and your business a plug. Remind everybody the names and uh, and where they are. Okay. So my, my wife and her partner, Erica, have Adventure Avenue, which right now is located on 81st and Harvard. The new location will be in Broken Arrow, 101st and Elm. Um, my drum teaching studio, you can go to studiogtulsa.com. I'm also on Facebook. Uh, 51st in Union, accepting lessons. I teach all levels, so you don't have to be a beginner. You don't have to be advanced, um, different age groups, like I said. Uh, and you can go to jasongilardi.com, uh, Dead Metal Society, or sorry, dmsrocks.com. <laughs> um, come check out a show. We play all around the casino area. And again, right now, life is good. No complaints and just enjoying every day of it. That is so wonderful. And you deserve every bit of it. Again, seriously, one of the nicest guys I, I know. I Thank know we you. haven't talked in years and years and years, but always, always just. It's always a, a friend. Always al a friend. Always a friend. So um, we've reached the point. I don't know if you have anyone you would like to nominate, but we've reached <laughs> the point in the podcast that you have the opportunity to nominate someone if you choose. You know, I because I listened to other podcasts of yours, and I heard that, and it's that's a really tough one because <laughs> uh, not, and it's more because of knowing so many people I would nominate. Not that I, it's hard to think of people to nominate. So here's what's happened um, in the past. I would have guests on and they would say, I have so many that I want to nominate. Or I was having people email email me say, well, I know somebody who would be great on your 
program, but unless I'm on the program, they can't get nominated. So I opened it up to the website <laughs> as well. So people can actually get on okay. the website and nominate. Yeah. Okay. Good to know. Okay. I might have to do some digging and, uh, <laughs> you know, and, and nominate on the website. Cause yeah, that, that's a tough one. And again, good. The good thing is because I have so many, I would want to name. So yes. you gotta give me a little bit with that. That's, that's a good problem. <laughs> that's a good problem yes. to have. Oh, uh, well, Jason yes. Gilardi, thank you so much for taking the time thank you to very talk much. to me today. And thank you everyone. And I've, I've said this before, but you know, thank you everyone in Tulsa for taking me in as one of their own. And, and I truly feel at home here. Um, and I'm, you're stuck with me here, so I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> you're an Okie now. All right, yeah. well, I, I even say y'all every now and then. So it's oh, okay. no. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell my family. <laughs> thank you, Jason. <laughs> thank you. Have a great day. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of And the Nominee Is. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next week.